You accepted Jesus as your personal savior? Principals always look like lesbians. The only person I've had sex with is my babysitter. I hope you're not a homosexual. What the fizzity yuck was that? Let's fizzity yuck and find out! Do you have any books written by black people? Yeah. everybody, I'm Hal. I'm Pax. And this is Brotakus, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you don't have to have a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, and strange art form, and we're lucky to have you on this journey with us. Also, shout outs to all of you out there, all of you lovely fellow Brotakus that have been giving us love, sending us hate mail, commenting on our websites. We love you. We want to hear from you more. Um, feel free to keep doing what you're doing. Reach out to us. We'll give you a shout out on the air. Shout out to everybody sending me money on my OnlyFans. Shout out to everybody giving me Reddit gold for my GameStop posts on Wall Street bets. Shout out to everybody who just shows up at my house in the middle of the night with a decapitated head of a crow in the backyard, chanting hymns in reverse. I know and love our fans. Keep ah. doxing us. Keep, keep all of our brotakus and doujinshis out there. Keep standing because we love you too. We love Absolutely. you too. And thank you so much for that lovely... Um, that uh, lovely work on Deviant Art, the Rule Thirty Four Hallam Packs. Thank you we, so much for that. We really we love appreciate that. it. We're flattered. We're very, very flattered. The world would be better if people made more podcast art uh, uh, icons. Fuck, it right. really would. Yes. yes, yes. So, anyway, today we are joined by a very good friend of ours who is new to Anamu. Natalie Schaefer is a now Chicago-based singer-actor-songwriter and all-around lovely person, wonderful person. She's fantastic, tremendous, really. I know it. You Great, know it. very vascular it. person, very fantastic, very, very fantastic, very, um, very lucky. And if you want to hear her sing her little heart out and write some beautiful, incredible music, check out at Judy's.Basement on Insta uh, for her band, her little. Uh, not little. Her amazing, You're very fantastic. diminutive. Yeah, Apollo, like, Apollo, like, we're apologizing to Natalie. Like, I'm going to patronize my guest today. Apologize to Natalie. You're really, very, really bad. You're really too little hard. She's singing great songs. I'm very, very sorry. Her amazing band, Judy's Basement, yes, on Instagram. Yes, uh, based. Check her out. It's amazing. It's hot. She's great. We are psyched to have her on the show today. Natalie Schaefer, how are you? Welcome to Brotaku's Anime Club. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm, I was just saying to Pax, I'm so thrilled to be welcome in a place that I know nothing about what mm -hmm. we're about to talk about. And y'all are still excited to have me here. So you know, I, <laughs> I, I think you're being too modest. I think you're being too modest. I think you know everything there is to know about anime. Let's go. That, too, going too far. Going too far. Overcorrecting. Overcorrecting. No, overcorrecting. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You know no, 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 You actually know everything. You're a yeah. living god. <laughs> oh I god. am oh anime. So, so, so Natalie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. So, now, so, first off, how is everyone doing today? Everyone's good. Everyone's, you know, based, having a good time. Yeah. Pax, how are yes. you? Yes. Natalie, I am yeah. good. I am based in the sense that heroin is flowing through my veins, listening to Lil B, Ellen DeGeneres, chefing it up. Life is very good. We're here in increasingly sunny western New York right now. It's snowing on the ground, and uh, 
Later today, my roommates have planned something birthday-related for me after I get off here, and I don't know what it is, but I'm scared. But it's, it's not your birthday <laughs> today, yes? It's, it's not. Your birthday and, and a few days by the time, Yeah, so the, the day this releases will be the day after my birthday, so all tribute, instead, instead of leaving the, the ox carcass on my front step, instead donate it to your local like children's defense fund or like the, the trans lifeline, great charities like that. They're really who's in need of the ox carcass this year. So absolutely, and and I honestly, I well, I'm very very excited for your birthday as well because I'm I, I'm personally looking forward to when you receive the gift that I, that I'm sending you. You sent me a gift. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't want to spoil it, um, but it's definitely not a um assless monkey D. Luffy cosplay costume. Ooh, it's damn definitely it! Definitely not that. That's going to sit on my Amazon wish list forever. None of my friends I, are taking yeah. me up, but I'm very excited. Thank you very much. And um, Natalie, you just got out of work. How are you doing? I did. Um, I'm good. I just started this job a few days ago. Um, today was my last day of training, actually. Um, I think I am very bad at it, but you know, uh, room for improvement. That's what I see. Um, always growing, always learning. Exactly. Uh, and you know, just like the great anime protags of Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, every other shonen, every other senin, every single protag out there, you have to train in order to get better. You have to train in order to improve. And right now we're in the pilot episode for Natalie's job. We are yes. in the pilot. Um, we are Naruto sitting on the, on, the, on the swing outside on the tree, not being allowed to go hang out with the other uh, children of Konoha. Um, I am. Are, I'm just uh, living the, uh, the training montage. <laughs> well, this train to Rip City has run into an accident. There is a cow on the tracks. We have we've been derailed. Okay. Oh god! But I, I totally know where to pick up, Hal, because I gotta say, Natalie, I don't know how. I think it's that you subscribe to our new YouTube page. Check us out on YouTube. How come all of the people on Brotakus are so hot? These hosts are so gorgeous, and they host an anime podcast. Nani the fuck? Whoa. Yeah. So watch us. Watch us on YouTube. But I saw your. YouTube page and you have a lot of videos of you singing there and they I are gorgeous oh, you do you. and some of them have several hundred views and they're pretty good oh thanks do they um yeah I there, definitely like am not technology oriented so you know what I do is I post them and then I never look again ah you know Johnny Just Depp does the same thing so that means that you are technically of the same caliber my recipe god recipe for success right there <laughs> Oh um, god. So so before we get too far off the rails, all of you listening out there, we're here to talk about anime. We love you. We're here. We love each other so much that we just want to like talk and bullshit all day. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about a very very special anime that we watched recently. One that was Natalie's first anime ever. Her introduction to this wild, beautiful and strange world. And we definitely picked a doozy. Uh, you sure did. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Pax and I have covered a, a good number of shows and films since we created the Brotaku's Anime Club. Uh, and the majority, I think, of which were actually anime besides what, half of them? Um, besides every episode we have Mike Flanagan on. Right, right. Besides who, like, Mike ignited Flanagan. my love of anime. And it's like, dude, come on and interview. Let's watch Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah, yeah. again, Mike. Mike's like, hey, do we get to watch anime? I'm like, no. No. Your talents no. are wasted on that. We need you outside your comfort zone. <laughs> Absolutely. We have witnessed incredible moments, moments that made us cringe, made us laugh and cry, some moments that made us scratch our heads and wonder how they ever reached an audience. 
However, this next show makes us do all of those things at once, at once, which is why I am so excited that we're talking about it today. So today we are talking about the iconic, the beautiful, the strange, and beautiful show, Ghost Stories. Totally adding adding that there. So, uh, Pax, have you ever heard of Ghost Stories really before we, we started talking about doing it? Like, what was your experience with that before we began? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. So, the thing about Ghost Stories is that it is a, what is referred to as a cult classic. A cult classic. Um, and not the video of like, and I don't mean cult classic, like a, the video of like uh, Bill Clinton and the Freemasons on Epstein's flight uh, performing dark rituals. I mean a cult classic in the sense that um, when it came out, I was shocked because most people said this is the worst thing ever made. This is a very bad show. This show sucks and we hate it. But now most people look at it and say, well, this is probably where anime peaked. Anime should have stopped here because they figured it out. I kind of feel that way. I love this show, dude. I love this show. Like the first time I saw it, I thought it was dank. It was probably like high school when I first saw it, which is an X number of years ago. Now I'm still very uh, young. I have my zhuzh still. But uh, (laughs) shit, I I turned 26 this Wednesday, dude. I'm gonna die um but <laughs> 26 26 uh put me if in the it grave makes you feel any better i just moved in with a bunch of people who are all 20 to 22 never felt older in my life wow wow well oh. we're still all on the cusp we're kind of like gen z millennial hybrids and so yeah i too i too am a, a young kid i'm extremely tiktok i'm very cowabunga with it pepsi I love it. So shout out to all my fellow Gen Z kids there. Anyway, Ghost Stories is pretty legendary. Known for things where, I don't know if you want me to spoil it yet, but no, what was your prior experience, well, well, brother? Yeah, so so Ghost Stories is iconic in a way that like, um, you know, infamous is probably the best word for, mm-hmm. for Ghost Stories mm-hmm. because when it originally came out, <clears throat> it didn't do so hot. Um, and then there was a new take on it. And then it suddenly became amazing. It became this beautiful piece of art. And I really think I would compare ghost stories to like the works of Vincent Van Gogh, you know, works that were when he was alive, were kind of like shunned. They were like, whatever, mm. it doesn't matter. But yes. then postmortem after yes. he died, they were like, oh, he was a genius. How couldn't we have seen it? Yes. We're fools. Yes. Ghost stories is very, very similar in that. Natalie, before I give a quick summary of, of what ghost story is about, Tell me in one sentence your experience with ghost stories. Um, hmm. So I think I- I'm just going to use one word. Uh-huh. And it was, what? Okay. It started <laughs> with like a normal, what? And then it went all the way up to, what? <laughs> what? Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and, you know, that was, that was probably very similar to my reaction, uh, at first as well. And those of you listening, let me just give you a quick publication history, tell you about the plot, tell you about what it's about so that you finally understand why we're reacting like this. So, Ghost Stories follows Satsuki Miyanashita, who moves with her family to the hometown of her deceased mother. On her first day of school, Satsuki, her brother Kaichiru, a first grader, Hajime Ayama, their neighbor, Momoko Koigakubo, who was an older schoolmate, and Leo Kakinoki, a classmate and friend of Hajime's, 
They visit an abandoned school building adjacent to the current school and discover that it is haunted. It is haunted. There are ghosts. Satsuki realizes, oh, my mom used to be the principal here, and she dealt with all the ghosts and sealed them away, and... And that was Kermit the Frog, everybody. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then, um, oh, the evil spirits are yeah, infesting the place. <laughs> the Satan has risen a demonic army out of hell. <laughs> so, so, so now these ghosts uh, are all you know. It gets wacky. They meet ghosts. Their place is being disturbed, and they got to seal the ghosts up. Now, the reason it's so weird is because this was previously known as Ghost at School. It is a Japanese anime television series and it's based on a book by Toru Tsunamitsu. It was produced by Studio Piro and Anaplex and was broadcast in Japan from 2001 to two, from 2000 to 2001. And it was awful. People hated it. People were just like, man, this show is whack. His shoes, whack. His hair, whack. Whack. No drip. Uh, no, so, so just awful. <laughs> Did not do well. It bombed. And so Studio Piro and Anaplex were looking at this, this garbage fire in their hands, and they were just like, well, what do we do with this? And the North American company, ADV Films, came up and said, hey, I will take that film off your hands uh, for a modest price, and I, I will see what I can do with it. I, I will see if I can resurrect this, this fallen anime. They, uh, got, they got given four specific rules. Can I share those rules? I have the rules. I, I do, do have them. Yes, All yes, right. yes. Right. Well, so, you get so, to it whenever. You're doing so good, honey. Yes, I love I'm this. Gonna do it. I love this for you. So basically what happens is Anaplex says, sure, here you go. Um, you can change the script. You can do a lot of stuff. But we have four rules for you. Four rules that um, that we we really, really need you to adhere to. Otherwise, you're good. So, thou shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Thou shall not kill. Yes. Thou shall yes, not get absolutely. horny for anime girls. Yes. So one of the rules were... Don't change the character names. That includes the ghosts. Don't change the way the ghosts are slain or defeated, which is because it's a reference to Japanese folklore. And, and also, don't change the core meaning of each episode. What is the fourth one? I, I have three, actually. So the fourth one was because essentially the show, because I watched a couple interviews with like the, the voice actors here, is that the show was being pulled even from like the shelves of like Japanese blockbusters and places like that because it was not selling. And for them, they were experiencing like a loss here. But because they already had this contract whipped up with ADV, um, which was like a, a animation distributor in Houston, Texas, they said, okay, number four, do whatever do whatever you can to make the show successful. They said, we don't care if you make a profit. We just need to break even on this. Anything that'll get eyes on this, just do it. As long as you follow the other three rules. And they did. They, they absolutely did. did. So Ooh, they, did. they did. So essentially what they do is they take the script. They're like, okay, we're just not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to take, keep, uh, keep the characters mostly the same, but we are going to completely change a few key elements of their characters. So the main character is like a very, very strong, cutsy female character. Um, you know, typical anime protag. Her little brother, on the other hand, is supposed to be like, a little timid, a little brother baby that, oh, he's scared. But sometimes is courageous at, at like key moments. Whereas in this, well, in well, the, and so ra rather than explaining how, I think we should kind of like yes, show yes, how yes, Nat please, please, please. Natalie, do you have any like standout lines from this that stuck in your head where you kind of realize that something happened here? Because everything uh, about the show, it, it has like a typical anime opening where it's like you know typical like '90s anime where yeah. you know the the, the, ki the kids and the, the the regular track of music and it's animated kind of like sh shittily for the most part. 
but pretty quickly you realize something's up. When did that moment happen for you, Natalie? Yeah, um, I think it took me probably longer than it should have. Because um, this was your first anime. Oh, Yes. And I'm going to tell you the exact moment when I was like, hold up. It was after all of the action is done in the first episode and they're leaving the building and they realize, oh, wow, there must have been some sort of time warp because all the kids are leaving school and we were only in there for like 10 minutes. And a teacher comes up to them and says, what are you kids still doing here? It's after school. Oh my God, cute kitty. In that exact voice, like that was what came out of his mouth. And I was like, like go home, you sillies. Yes, that was it. Yes. Go home, you sillies. School is over. And I was like, uh. what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Sam, something is wrong. <laughs> yes. So what, what they did was they allowed the voice actors to ad lib. Ad lib, ad lib, ad lib. As basically as much as they wanted to. And there was even a rule about how they got in there and they were like, okay, whoever gets to the, to the voiceover studio first, whichever actor gets there first can ad lib whatever the fuck they want, whatever the fuck they want. And then whoever gets there afterwards are just going to have to build on that joke for the rest of the recording session. That is how they did this. That is how little they cared about just what they were saying. So like, I think for me, the first moment when I was like, yep, this holds up. Is when, um, is when, like, right in the beginning, they're driving to the new school. The main character sticks her hat out the window. Mm. She's, like, checking out the scene, wind blowing through her hair. And her dad's like, uh, Hajime, get your head back inside. You'll get your head cut off. Just, like, completely <laughs> normal. Like, you're going to get your head cut off. Um, and it just gets wackier and wackier in there. Every time, like, the little brother gets scared, he stops speaking. He just kind of, like, <laughs> Oh, catch your <laughs> And like, does it, uh, not even when he's on screen, just constantly screaming. In fact, <laughs> I, I had to repeatedly like stop mid-episode and put headphones in because I was like, someone's going to hear this through the wall and be like, what is happening there in that room? Right. <laughs> so so we've, we've covered that like, it, it's weird. The English voice actors got to ad lib they got to you know maintain some elements of the characters but what were our favorite characters at least when they were reimagined because they have some very very key differences from the original japanese script that are very very tongue-in-cheek and very irreverent and um they drastically change who these people are so pax who is your favorite character in ghost stories and why Oh, hmm, that's a that is a great question. Mine has got to be uh, mine's got to be Momoko. Uh, Momoko yes. in this brings a great uh, little hint of Western evangelicalism, where she is uh, constantly talking about how uh, she was a born again Christian from a a, a very uh, a born again Christian lesbian from a posh family who originally met the um, the main character's mother when she was at a hospital because she was currently working in like the gay conversion ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh god what, what about you natalie you got it you got some standout characters honestly i think the amanojaku cat was just <laughs> he was like not taking any of their shit he was like you kids are just the dumbest and he comes in 
in a in places where cats should not be. The cat would never have just wandered there. And he's there at the perfect time to just be like, you're all stupid. And this is what you should do. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> so so for context, Amon Njaku is like the villain in the first episode. He is this, this ancient spirit that lives within this haunted school. And he is chasing them through this abandoned haunted school building until finally the main character finds a book that her mother wrote, her lesbian principal mother wrote, um, in order to seal away all the spirits. And they say, they say the ancient sealing ritual spell after drawing a circle in, uh, in the middle of the chemistry lab. And this is how the spell goes. Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. They just repeat it over and over and over again. And he's like, oh, no, my weakness. Swiper, <laughs> no swiping, no. And he, like, disappears. Um, and they're like, well, we beat him on a Nojaku. Fantastic. He's gone forever. And then they find out, no, he's not gone. He's actually now taken possession of our pet cat. So now the cat is this evil ancient spirit that is hell-bent on destroying them from within but cannot do it because he is a cat and he is very, very unhappy about it. This show is insane. And I, it, I would I, have to agree. Uh, God. I don't want to jump the shark too much. I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay. Can I interject? Yes, please. Yeah. I don't want to jump the shark too much, but the way in which the series devolves too, because it is like, um, you're being a, a fraud in the, in the same way that we talked about, um, earwig as being a show where you felt like you were insane being slowly boiled alive by it. This is a show where it's exactly the same, where they ramp up the insanity over time. Because what, what was the, what was the chant that you just said? Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. Jaku, Jaku, go to sleep. Right, because later in, in episode 13, they fight a ghost called Da Vinci, who is a ghost who is inside of a painting and fights, um, uh, er, er, like everything that he paints gets sucked into like his paint world forever. And he's like this evil skeleton ghost named Da Vinci. And they they come across a past version of their mother uh, who has left them the book that tells them how to deal with all the ghosts. And the mother, the past version, seals Da Vinci away by going like... Uh, uh, da Vinci, come real quick, disappear, then suck my dick. Da Vinci, come real quick, disappear, then suck my dick. <laughs> and so we're introducing some profanity here. This show is going to, this, this episode of Vortex is going to be especially profane because this show is sacrilege, dude. It's insane. Like, uh, oh, God. Absolutely not. So, so Natalie, mm-hmm. considering this was your first experience with that. And, and I can't necessarily go throughout the entire show. I, I really just want people to experience it themselves. <laughs> Is this something that you, that you enjoyed? Did you enjoy mm. watching this show? What a loaded question. Um, I don't, know don't want to say yes for the simple fact that they use racial slurs and just slurs that I never, ever, ever want to hear. And I never Mm, want anyone to hear, but I also don't want to say no for the simple fact that it's so ridiculous that it's like, once you've watched it, you have something that you could spend years talking about with your friends it changes I'm so, you. I'm so torn over it, really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know, Pax. So, you know, usually 
when we when we talk about a, a show, when we have an episode of a guest on, usually we're asking questions like, "Is it good? Would we recommend it?" Um, yeah, yeah, but this is you're totally right. It's like reviewing a shit post. It's like reviewing. Yeah, a it really, it really, really is. And yet, I think that like the context of like where American comedy was at in the early aughts is important here because like when you see all of like the all of the comedians like posts from like uh, like Twitter from the early aughts dug up and just like where kind of like cringe comedy was there with both South Park but also people just like trying to be offensive. It was literally people being like, "Oh boy, time to go suck Hitler's dick at the nine eleven factory." Like literally, like just what can I make the most offensive string of words possible? Yeah. You no, know, like Gilbert Godfrey style dudes, just people. Where it's like, how can I make the most terrible references there? And I kind of want to yeah. tie this back by talking about how the ruling class has a uh, kind of will use the concept of the obscene to um, kind of like control people. And I think like when we talk about like um, cancel culture and harsh rules there, people will suddenly start claiming like civility politics to say like, no, 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 this is wrong. You can't joke about this. You can't joke about that. When no one's taking it really seriously, Natalie's making a total point because they use the R word a lot in this show, especially mm-hmm. to make fun of a little kid. And it's hard because like, it's extremely offensive, but like there, there there's there's a moment in episode twelve where there's the floating there's like a floating nurse, and the running joke for her is that she looks like a drag queen, and they have these like really deep cuts where like when one when one of the kids says the line, she looks like one of the man girls from Paris is burning, <laughs> like that's something where that's insanely offensive, but also. Paris is Burning is a groundbreaking documentary about New York ballroom culture and drag culture. And you don't know about that unless you like are down with the culture. And so then making a joke about it is something where they have this like little signifier where I'm like, well, they kind of know what's up. And so since I get the right. sense that they know what's up, I'm more, I'm, I'm more okay with when like the follow-up line is Momoko going, drag queens won't bother you. Worry more about priests. And then the young kid that? going, and then the young kid going, stop bothering mind. me. I'm filling out my special Olympics application. Like it's insanely offensive. It's insane. Please go, yeah. Natalie. Please go. No, yes. that just that moment really, really <laughs> got me. And I mean, it really took me back to like um, when like that argument that was, I, I don't know if we're still having it and we shouldn't be, but like over uh, gender neutral bathrooms mm. um, where people were taking like the most ridiculous arguments of like, well, if a man decides that they identify as a female today and they're in a women's bathroom ready to, you know, attack somebody. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got a quick question for you. About <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I got a question for you. Silver Turfer here. Yeah. Um, I, I got a question so about gender he's neutral. Back, he's back. Gender neutral bathrooms. So you're telling me that if I were to surgically remove my dick and replace it with a jackhammer and then say, well, it don't matter. I'm not a man <laughs> or a woman. Can I go into a gender neutral bathroom? But I clearly got balls the size of, of bowling balls down below me. What, <laughs> what is this country coming to? So suddenly I'm wrecking the bathroom at the local target, just busting dead walls there. Yeah. Are the social justice warriors saying that this is what they want? They want me to replace my penis with a hydraulic press and put every man, woman, and child in the town into it? Is that what they want? That is, that is exactly yes. that is exactly what That's I the want. future the left wants. That's the yes, future yes. we're fighting for. Yes. What do we so, want? And so I love that point that you make about ghost stories because, for the, uh, because it is extremely offensive. It is. Um, and, and a lot of the, the comedy is, is, is where that lies. A lot of it is just being like, 
yes, we are doing things that are going to shock you. We will make fart jokes, but we also will make very, very deep pop culture, pop culture references. Um, and I like that you said that it sort of is a signifier for the fact that they, they know what they're saying. They're aware of the significance of what they're saying. Um, but I think it's interesting that you're, are, are you saying that ignorance of what they're saying is actually more offensive than what they're saying? It, it might be. And here's the thing. It's kind of tough to talk about this because like South Park often has some pretty woke takes. Mm-hmm. And yet I know people who watch South Park. I know a lot of people who watch liberal shows like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where some people don't take the message that like, oh, hey, these are people who the whole point is they're meant to be the opposite of what a person should be. Mm-hmm. That's the whole joke. But some people do watch it. Some people who are, are racist and cruel and they watch it and they go, it's <laughs> like me, <laughs> you know, and that's not cool. And yet my brain always goes back to, um, one of my favorite rap groups of all time, Killer Mike and LP on Run the Jewels, uh, Run the Jewels 3. They're Run the Jewels 3 project. LP has this line where he goes, you talk clean and bomb hospitals. So I talk with the foulest mouth possible. And it's 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 a great wow. line kind of calling out where power really lies here. And so mm-hmm. in the culture, we're kind of emerging from this moment where like, I'm a fucking, I'm a gay bitch with a degree in gender studies. Like I'm there at the slut walk. I'm there doing everything. But when the culture became so conservative and we had like literal white supremacists running the country and still do, sorry, wake up sheep. <laughs> but it's better now. It's better now. It is better now. It's better now. It's better now. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not, you know, no one here is saying, you know, let's take the black pill and go into oblivion. But the culture does overreact a little bit. The culture does overreact a little bit when it comes to things like this, because when the country is being run by people who are actively literally posting every day, like the dirty, dirty duck is in Nigeria, except they don't pronounce it with a soft G, like the weird people who are just doing these insane things. The only, the only thing that marginalized people have that we have is culture. And so we can kind of overreact with culture a little bit and be like, well, we need to keep this extra safe. We need to kind of put up these guardrails here because it's literally the only realm that we have to exercise power and to create safety for marginalized people. But if the culture is moving so far in the direction where when like the Joker movie came out, people were talking about like, is the Joker movie problematic? Because like, is this saying we should be like the Joker? (laughs) And it's like, it's not. It's not. I am. I'm really talking this to death. Natalie made the key point here, which is that you know you feel conflicted about it. You feel conflicted about it. Yeah. No one is saying that ghost stories is how the world should be, and I felt kind of bad laughing at a lot of things. But a lot of the laughter, less than like that was great, was like that was outrageous, and I'm uncomfortable. Right. It's shocking. And, and Natalie, I wanted to ask you, um, in your experience, because this is your first anime and because this is outrageous and you're aware that now that this is almost a parody, um, would you want to go back and watch the original content in order to see like how it stacks up? Would you want to just continue watching this content and maybe like could a parody be better than other original contents? Do you mm. think like what, what do you think? Um, I definitely think a parody could be better than original content. Um, sometimes original content just mix- misses the mark and, you know, a, a parody could hit in a way that the original doesn't. I would love to see where this started and like what a leap they took to get where they did. Like was, I want to know if it was 
already like on its way there or if it was all the way on the other side of where it is now. And these writers just went ham on this script. And what's funny is that we didn't tell you anything about the show before you watched it. We were just like, hey, here's this really cool show called Ghost Stories. Here's my Crunchyroll information. Check it out and um, let us know what you think. Uh, And so first... We're very sorry for gaslighting you to watching Ghost Stories without telling <laughs> very you sorry. what it was. Um, but what were your first impressions going into the show about anime as a whole? And then experiencing this show without us giving you any context. And, and how did your, how mm. did your first, your like expectations change once you realized, Oh, this isn't serious. This is, this is farcical. Right. Um, well, I had, you know, I've st- I've started to watch other shows, but this is the first one I've watched all the way through. Oh, which um, ones have you started watching? I started watching um, JoJo's, and I started watching mm. uh, Attack on Titan and Castlevania. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, all of those are so serious that I was like, um, first, when you, when you just said the name ghost stories, I was like, I love paranormal stuff. I used to go ghost hunting in college. I love this. I can't wait to like see like Japanese mythology and like ghost stories. I love it. And then it had some somewhat to do with that. And you do not see really. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that like going into it, I was just not expecting it to be like it was at all. Um, I loved that it was, I mean, obviously very lighthearted um, there because it was on the opposite side of anything else I had watched. You know, Titans is so dark. Castlevania is pretty dark, although has wonderful moments of like quippy humor that I love. Um and JoJo's is very pretty serious too, especially the f- the first season. I feel like it's all about like the action, the plot line, you know. Um, yeah, it's like campy in a way, but you're right; it is more yeah, dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna change. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Thank it's God. Going to be different. I'm yeah. so excited. Um, but yeah, it was I, it was cool to experience something on the total opposite side of like Attack on Titan. Um, but then I was like, I was expecting it to just be like lighthearted. I didn't expect it to take this sharp left turn into the parody that it is. Into madness. Into, into madness. Jazz, Abject madness. Absolutely. And I loved the the moments I really was like sort of starting to get into it were where where they were like, that was last episode. That we did that on the last. I was like, this is so self-aware. Okay. I was like, now I see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes a- absolutely. So, so it's definitely, it's definitely like a parody of the original content. Um, and yet, even though, regardless of the fact that it was a parody, it did way better uh, when it was given to ADV films uh, than when it was with Animax. And, and they held up their end of the bargain and saying like, yep, we will take this. We will improve it. We will help you break even. Um, so they did everything that they were supposed to do. But let's say, just for a moment, uh, I, will, I will say this to both you, Pax, and Natalie. Let's say, and we've done this before, that Animax comes to you with the broken corpse of, of ghost stories in its hands, bleeding out onto the pavement. And it says, please, please bring my pet back to life. Please, Pet cemetery this film. Um, 
bring it back. How would you go about bringing this back and making a viable show? Would you do anything different? Would you do exactly the same thing? What would you do, Natalie? You know, I, I, I won't pretend to know more than the people who made this. You know, I, I trust. No, their pretend judgment. to know more. I want okay. you to pretend to know more. <laughs> Pretending I know more for a, a half a second. Yes. Honestly, like, I, I say go for it if you want to do that parody. Absolutely. If you want to do that, like, shit post kind of humor, go for it. If you want to be out there, go for it. I really, there's, I don't see any circumstance, any situation in which I would allow the R word or more, <laughs> honestly, more for me, even more offensive than that is the F word for me and not, really? not the, yes. And can I Which like take us, not fuck. Ah, uh, okay. Can I say it? As a, what? as a penis yeah. enjoyer, may I? Sure. Fag, faggity, fag, fag, fag. Ah, uh, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. They, yes, that is. And I was like, did they say the f bomb in this show? And if I, I can remember. go on a little did tangent they? as to yeah, why, um, as Pax gave me the uh, the mantle, true crime girl TM, um, mm. I will take that up for a moment. So the the place that that word came from was when, um, like back in the day, when the. When there was a ton the good of old hate days. crimes, <laughs> the good old days, when there was a ton of hate crimes against gay men happening, what was often the means of disposing of their bodies was that they would wrap them up in rugs and burn them. Ooh. Like a cigarette. Ooh. Which is, you know, colloquial, colloquially fag. called a fag. Yeah. So I hate that to my ah. core. And perhaps I should have put a trigger warning before that. Sorry. Um, but I I just, that bo- if me saying me fag so- 17 times wasn't enough of a warning. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, I'm sorry. Up. Heads I'm up, sorry, here gang. comes. Um, but it's, it's just such, it's such violence. It's such just inhumanity. And the fact that that's where that word comes from, I just don't see any universe in which I would ever allow that into a project I was creating. Okay. Okay. Good answer. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and, and fortunately you do not have to resurrect the, the uh, decaying corpse of, of ghost stories in your hands. Pax, let's say you're given the same opportunity. What do you do? Yeah, I think me and the rest of the Proud Boys would make this about like 10 to 40% more racist and about 50 to 80% more homophobic. Racist Um, just against everyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was like, that's a loaded question. Except the master race of PC gamers. Yes, Um, yes. No, to take this question seriously, like, I don't need to repeat the brilliant points that Natalie made. Natalie made great points, which is that, like, this is a project that can only exist back then, only exist in an area of like the scary movie franchise and, you know, yes. the, the different area where like, where like the idea of like, a, where parody was more popular than satire, where parody was more popular than satire, because this is very much a parody, because parody being like, I'm going to dub over this and be like, Boop-a-doo, I love dick, <laughs> and satire being like having a substantive criticism of something. And there are moments where they satirize it where um, uh, there's a moment where like the mouth flaps move extremely quick on one character and the, the English dub actor goes, oh my God, these are, these are the, fattest, the fastest mouth flaps I've seen in my entire life. And he just goes and he like, he, he covers that. And um, yeah. 
that's satirical. <laughs> but otherwise, this is kind of like such a low form that like it almost serves more as like a a relic. Um, Dr. Seuss would have loved it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, we're not trying to cancel Dr. Seuss on the pod today, but maybe stop reprinting the books with all the black people in grass skirts. Maybe we start there. Um, <laughs> Anyway, you're asking uh, a lot here, Pax. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the culture is getting so poisoned, dude. Um, and, and so I almost wonder, do we think the culture is ever going to like wind back around on this being like funny? I mean, d- d- does history work in cycles where we're going to like go away from like the Rick and Morty, like meta meta postmodernist, like self critique of like different plot structures and like into like man, I just shit out my doo-doo ass. Like, are we going to go back to this? What do we think? I mean, if if you think about it, that was only like 15 years ago, like 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 less than 20 years ago when this was like huge, that kind of humor, even, even less than that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it could very easily go back to that. I mean, history repeats itself in, in so many different ways. Whether we're doing like troll face memes you know, again, and, and whether uh, Pepe the Frog ever be- stops being a hate symbol, um, that that's a different thing. But um, I, I think you could very easily go back to that time period. But I, I don't know. Could be. What do you think, Natalie? Um, I think it's possible. I, I almost hope that if we do get back to that place, I would hope it would um, come from, you know, there's this whole, there's this whole thing of like reclaiming um, words and phrases that have been used to demean people in the past. So if it does come mm. back, it's because we swung all the way around to, you know, using the R word or the F word that's been totally reclaimed and would never be used as like hate speech ever that I yes. don't know. This slur is now my sword. Like very much that kind of. Uh, my slur can reach the sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, but cool. yeah, I think it's all like, it's always possible for things to come back around. Uh, Ooh, you know what mindset this whole thing reminds me of? Because there was something Natalie said that like struck this in me. Did you ever know people who this was their personality? They'd be like, they would crack endless like offensive, like racist jokes or in sexist jokes. And they'd be like, I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. I just hate everybody equally. Did you ever hear a line like that? Because I heard that from a lot of people. They're like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I hate everybody equally. I'll make jokes about you if you're white, if you're gay, if you're, you know, black, Puerto Rican. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, I hate everybody equally. And the idea behind that was always like, and that, you know, as if that cancels each other out. That doesn't make you racist. That makes you the most racist person right. that imaginable. Makes you evil is what makes that makes you. makes you an you. evil person. And so like, <laughs> is this an evil thing? You know what I mean? Like, is this an act of evil creating it? Um, maybe I've talked myself around. Uh, hmm. so, we have to subtitle it Ghost Stories, an act of evil. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the name of the episode now. Ghost stories and act of evil. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. Mm, uh, I like and, it. There's a <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Perhaps it could be. Here's the thing is it, it is really a matter of preference because evil is such a, uh, when it's put into an art form, um, you run into the danger of, of it being considered subjective instead of objective. Um, of just being like some people being like, oh, well, it's not that bad. And other people being like, actually, of course it is. It's horrible. It just so happens that there are like two people that disagree with that. And so it's suddenly considered not. Um, I think that when it comes to ghost stories in particular, 
in particular? If you're asking, are you asking my opinion or are you asking like just a rhetorical question? How about this? Something, a question that's more tangible. Are there things that should not be joked about straight out, period? Things that flat out you should not make jokes about them. Like in, in any case, no. Like, do, what do you think? Rape jokes, can't do them. I, I can't do rape jokes. Uh, though that's something that actually will get me angry pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, especially when they're done in a way like like by Schrodinger's douchebag. You know that that <laughs> effect yeah, yeah, where yeah. you know like like you know I'm kidding unless you agree with me because then in I mean which it. Case, yeah, right. In which case, guy. yeah, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> and, and I find that like rape jokes are usually in that vein. Of, yeah. of, of a thought process of like, I'm going to say this really, really risky and dangerous thing and to test the waters and see how, see how my relationship with this person is affected by it. And if they're okay with it, boom, I'm going to make this more of a thing because I want to. Um, mm-hmm. I, and it's just not me personally. I think that, you know, it is just a fucking ultimate evil. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't do rape jokes. Not a thing. Natalie, what's your unforgivable sin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think there are, there are, mm, yeah, I think there are definitely things that are just like evil to mock, you know, Mm. like the very act of poking fun at like someone or something or a situation that is nothing but like awful and traumatic and horrible, like what's wrong with you if you are going out of your way to find a find a way to make that humorous mm-hmm. so so are we referring to the the principal of the school of being a lesbian are we referring to the uh jewish boy of uh, the character oh. being jewish and waiting for a nice jewish girl that joke uh are we how talking about, about even yeah, before I, the nice jewish girl how about oh don't worry about that Dreidel spinner. Yeah, I said. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, this this show really does kind of cover all the bases, doesn't it? It kind of does. 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 Yeah. Oh man. So so this is complicated. It's great that this is like leading discussion, and I hope that this is like making people interested. Because again, it's imagine like you saw one of those like really you know kind of like poorly done like manufactured out of a factory anime that came out in like the early aughts, but it was written by demons. Um, and right. just, and here's here, the thing that really F's me up about this. The really, that really uh, grinds my gears is that I did see the original Japanese. I did look at the original Japanese. And one of the reasons this gained cult status is that it's only been recently that you can just find whatever you want on Crunchyroll or Amazon video. You know, it's a new thing. This used to be something that was really hard to find. And which is why it gained this legend status. And the original version is completely straight lace. It's just like, Oh, Kenshiro, let's examine the classroom. Um, rather than like, Kenshiro, let's go to Uganda and recreate war crimes. You know, it's like, it's like, it was nothing like it. It's completely divorced from this. And so, but, but something that's odd is that one of the reasons it was so unpopular in Japanese is that the quality of the voice acting was so bad and it didn't even match up with mouth movements. It didn't even match up with mouth movements in in native Japanese because it was just pumped out of this freaking factory and it landed like a thud. Whereas the voice actors in this are legitimately fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. They're yeah. really high quality voice actors. They nail every mouth movement. And you get you get the sense that this is both an act of incredible love, like a love letter to the art form of anime with all of these inside jokes, and yet this act of just supreme, like insane cruelty. <laughs> like in that <laughs> um and so what do you do? Because we're all actors. What do you do if you're in a situation where it's like, hey, go improvise jokes about like pushing people in wheelchairs down an escalator? <laughs> like, like, what do you do if you're hired for something like this? You know, like, I have no idea. It w- well, here's the thing. It wouldn't happen today. Is that even a, a good question? <laughs> I think that might be a shit question. Like, I, I, I don't think, at least in a mainstream, uh, I, I don't think that would be pumped out in like mainstream entertainment. I don't think that is something that would be made known to the public. Um right now or at least something that would gain any sort of traction yeah absolutely because um, i've i have seen um like audition notices and and calls for like these shows that upon researching them and upon like doing a little investigation into like the people who produced them the people who wrote them i'm just like this is just absolutely insane it is insane that you've created this website it is insane that you have that you are asking this of of entertainers out mm-hmm. there right now it, that's actually a very common thing, but you don't see those because they don't succeed because no one does them. Or at least the people who do them, mm. they, they never get seen. They just kind of get yeah. tossed into the ether and then they, they sit there. Um, so, so faced with that, because I have been faced with that, I, I just literally looked at it and I was like, nope. And I, I swiped and then that was it. I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad question though, because. I don't know if anything to this degree would be made right now, but actors are still put in these kinds of positions all the time. Like, mm. um, how how many theater companies are trying to put on in the heights with some white people, you know? And like, if you're offered that job when you were maybe auditioning for a season and they want you to play a, a Latina woman when you're white as driven snow like you're you're it would be very frowned Mm. upon for you to take that job but if it's that job is what's coming between you and uh, starving um that's a really hard question that's like a lot to be put on the actor themselves that is such a brilliant comparison that is such a brilliant like connection there (laughs) yeah you're totally right (laughs) yeah i mean west side story is like the the go-to thing for things like that yeah and, and and the thing that can't be unspoken here is that I, I'm just looking through, I, I'm just, I, I Googled every one of the main um, characters in it, and this was entirely like a white voice cast. One person in the, of eight was like part Honduran, but that's something we can't ignore too, in that like, it's the year 2000, and you've gathered together like eight white voice actors to go into a room and make fun of people with learning disabilities and, uh, and Jews. Like, it's pretty intensely fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, as we have covered a lot of great ground in Ghost Stories today. <laughs> well, it, it's, and there's something to be said about that, too. Um, is it bad if you do a really great job at a terrible job? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yes, yes, it is bad. That is what I will say. Yes, it is bad. Because, yeah. because being good at creating pain and, 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 and like tormenting others does not, does not lessen that evil. It just means that you are, are, you are talented. It means that you have skills. 
Um, mm. It doesn't necessarily change the subjective nature of the act that you're committing. Yeah, you so can like, be the best I, serial killer in the world. That's right. True. <laughs> I could be amazing. I could be able to flay a human body in under five minutes with a pocket knife. That wouldn't mean I'm like I'm really good at it. I'm a, still a bad person. Whereas in real life, he's been stuck at the six minute I'm mark. I'm stuck for at ages. six minutes. Yeah, I haven't been able to <laughs> pass six minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I, I think that we can kind of go to some, like, some, some broader finishing questions here right yeah, now. I mean, I mean, do we like it? Do we like it? Because that's, that's, I think, the, the core of it, you know? Yeah. Like, do we like it? Did we enjoy watching this? I, I can go first. Go yeah, first. yeah, by all means. I absolutely <laughs> loved watching this. I did. I loved watching this. Because for me, it felt like an exercise of, like, how far are we going to go? It was kind of like when I was watching Game of Thrones for the first time. And I was just like, I have no idea what is going to happen because they are crossing every single line that I can think of. They're crossing all of them. Mm -hmm. And for me watching Ghost Stories, I'm like, this is, this is a complete shot in the dark as to what's about, what's about to come out of their mouths next. And for me, it was very much, it is unusual that I watch something with that feeling of surprise, with being, with, with consuming this and being like, wow, I cannot fucking believe that this is happening in front of me right now. I cannot believe it. Um, and, and what I had to do is just kind of sit back and be like, okay, that was, that was messed up, but here we go. Um, kind of the same way that they give you a notice before you go in to watch the Book of Mormon. Uh, mm. you know, um, good comparison. That's super similar. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I did enjoy it. Would I want to see that made by someone now? No, I would not want to see a, a current, uh, revival of like a 2021 ghost stories. I would not want to see that. <laughs> that would be I, whack. I meant to tell you, I just booked in the live action Netflix adaptation. I'm playing the part of- You're uh, playing of, Momoko? Uh, I'm playing the racist lesbian. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Congrats. Good for you. Way to book. Thank you. We, uh, we actually have, um, uh, f- uh, f- it's, it's being co-written by me and uh, the entirety of 4chan, actually. So we're, we're working hard. We're popping these scripts out. I love that for you. Love that look. Um, do, so do we like it? Uh, do we like it, Natalie? What do you think? Do you like it? Um, I'm going to say, aside from the visceral reactions I was having to some of the slurs, <laughs> I, I want to say I hate myself for saying yes, but yes, because I know, I know. there were just some brilliant freaking moments of like, oh, God, when the, the episode where they are... Uh, uh, they're in the, the, the school... Um, broadcasting station mm-hmm. and there's like a two minute long scene where the teacher just will not leave and keep saying the most sexual things to <laughs> yeah, Satsuki and she's like I'd like a minute alone with that microphone and I was like oh my god and I was like I hated myself for cracking up but I was I was laughing my ass off. I can't say that I wasn't. Um, and, and when she like walks into the office and the teacher says, oh, you're here. That's a tardy little outfit. Like just the little quips like that yeah, were so yeah, funny. Yeah. And the fact that these were supposed to be fifth graders, like <laughs> it's just I know, such an like... outlandish 
situation that I I have to I hate myself for it, but yeah, I <laughs> liked it. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'll, um, I there were moments. The I used to work at a factory. I used to work at a factory making Mr. Clean magic eraser products. No, you and didn't. there was a day where I had worked and my shifts there were like 14 hours. I would work like three 14 hour shifts a week and it was insane. And so there was one where I worked like a double and a half where I worked b- because they needed me and they paid me like double. Um, and I just needed to make this money uh, like for essentially a full shift in which I uh, worked until it was like four. 4 a.m. Like it was like an overnight shift. And then I picked up the morning and I was just so strung out on caffeine. And like, I, I like where it's straight through a night and into an afternoon. It was insane. Um, and probably not legal. So I won't say the name of the company, but, uh, I'm glad I Definitely worked there. It was not actually legal, but sure. And yet this was, so this was a moment where a movie called Sausage Party just came out. A movie called Sausage oh. Party just came out, which oh was God. that like Seth Rogen 3D animated film. And I was like on the verge of consciousness. I was like seeing double. I was so strung out from factory labor. Like I was like feeling off. And yet I promised my friend friends i'll go see it with you because i felt like a walking corpse and i hadn't even slept i was working and working and i just like came out like a shambling corpse my eyes going out of my head i had like a almost a complete like panic attack while watching sausage party i i like i i suffered complete ego death like i had just been on a two-week silent retreat like i for real i had a deeply spiritual experience because i was seeing something where it felt like i was watching some fucked up like a flash cartoon parody made on like newgrounds.com in 1998 and yet unlike being alone in my room giggling at someone doing a metal gear solid parody i'm suddenly surrounded by like 80 other people in the theater <laughs> laughing at the pornographic 3D image of like a hot dog banging a Hasidic Jewish bagel in the middle of a mart and one of them's voice acted by Seth Rogen and then Seth Rogen's actual face appears at the end and so th- all of this is to say this was a moment where I had on an almost complete breakdown afterwards I was like catatonic they wanted to go to Denny's afterwards and I went and I said like not a word I was just kind of like uh, 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 I'm really f- I'm really freaked out guys and like the first time I saw ghost stories, it was kind of similar. <laughs> it was kind of similar. <laughs> it was kind of similar. And and this is to say that like there is this element of I shouldn't be watching this. Like this is a it it really is it's a once in a lifetime type thing. Because I don't know if this inspired Yu-Gi-Oh the Abridged series or Dragon Ball the Abridged series, which came out a year and three years respectively after this, which were huge hits. But no professional studio will ever do this again. And we haven't even talked about what do you feel like as the author, where you pour your heart out into like a little series about kids and Japanese folklore, and then somebody makes it into this over in America, and that's what it's known for. That's a really fucked up thing as a creative author. I have no idea how he feels. But the thing that, that keeps me attached to it, because it's, it's kind of like undeniably really funny, is that there's some legitimately very smart, like, um, just meta moments and fourth wall breaking moments. My favorite one being, I think it's an episode, um, I think it's an episode like 12 or 13 again, but they actually like break the wall in a really interesting way where they have a note that was written where the, the like kid with the, the, um, the, like the, the dumb kid who, when he cries, you can't hear him while his yeah, little brother. Yeah. 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 Kenshiro. And clearly in Japanese, it was like a clearly legible note and you're used to watching anime where there's a little asterisk above it. And then they have the English translation on top of it. And so even the post-production people were in on the joke because the asterisk above the letter, the asterisk above the letter was P.S. Mom, you are going today to mom, Curly. P.S. Can you roll? <laughs> it was illegible. It was completely illegible. I lost my shit. It was so 
funny. And so it's like there's legitimate, you could tell it's people who loved being like voice actors and some great voice actors really just riffing on their art form and like really making some incisive commentary mixed in with these insane dreidel jokes. Like, and so to answer the question, thank you for letting me share the sausage party story. Yeah. God, that's incredible. Yeah, I like ghost stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so we all like we all like ghost stories. And now, here is the follow up question: Would yeah. we recommend ghost stories? Would we recommend someone to watch this? So, I tried to. <laughs> okay. You okay. Tried go on. to Hal, our dear friend Andrew. <gasps> and oh, no. if I may, I have a sound bite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play yes, it. play Thank it right God. now. Okay. Producer credit going to Natalie. Um, We're getting the sound bits here. Ready? Boop. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of the first episode of? Can the you hear it? Stories that we just yeah. watched. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. Oh, <gasps> um, up, uh, uh, coming out. Coming in hot with a bold opinion. Okay. <laughs> now, any specific thoughts on any characters? Yeah, the little kid. I don't know if you guys seen Castlevania, but like, there's there's a moment where all the vampires are raining in town and like shredding people limb from limb, and uh, that that's what I need to happen to that child because he's. So <laughs> oh dear, little Ketchiro. <clears throat> what a fate that has befell him. <laughs> Wow. So that was after episode one. Andrew condones I, child murder. I, I mean, <laughs> canceling Andrew on the pod today. Oh man, that's Andrew, welcome amazing. to your first and last Brotaku's Anime Club appearance. How dare you slander Un- Ghost Invited. <laughs> we should still have him on sometime though. Oh wow! I, so I that's, tried, that's so you did recommend it, I, and that's what I happened. Did because it was kind of like you have to experience this because I can't possibly explain it. Hal, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, um, it reminds me of a certain video, uh, that circulated the interweb when I was in middle school. Are Um, you... Does it begin with this number? It does begin with that number. Uh. And uh, that's what, that is a similar experience to what you just described, Natalie, where we're seeing is believing. And to find out what the number was, check out the Brotaku's Anime Club YouTube page and look at my fingers. Hey, yo. <laughs> yep. Because yep. I'm not oh, saying man. it. I'm not doing it. Uh, that's true. It, yeah. What's like, it's, it's like, what, what are the, what, what are you implying when you recommend something? Because if I found a video on Reddit of a person, of a professional gymnast who was, um, jumping on a gigantic trampoline, practicing a trick while next door due to a freak rubber band and watermelon incident, uh, as the video of the man jumping up a trampoline, uh, as, as he ascended the air, suddenly a watermelon at 400 miles an hour impacted his scrotum and exploded on impact and it hit the front page of Reddit. It was 500,000 upvotes. If I were to share that video with somebody, video doesn't exist. But whoever, if someone's trying to recreate it and is good at slinging fruit, let's do it. Let's get them upvotes. Let's get those eyes. Let's go viral. But if I were to to share that with somebody, 
I know the, my metaphors are pretty wild. We, we have, our, our listeners often comment on my my involved metaphors, but whatever, it's my show. <laughs> um, if I were to share the video of, of watermelon testicle explosion, I wouldn't be saying to the person I was sending it to, I wish this happened to you. I hate you. I wish this happened to everybody and existed in real life. It would be like, oh my God, you gotta see this. You gotta see this. It's a spectacle. Um, but like, also, here, here's the key. Here's what it boils down to. You would not recommend to somebody, th- this show to somebody, if you knew that they weren't down. Of <laughs> you know course. What I mean? like, of if course. you knew that they don't want to see shit like this, and you know who doesn't want to watch it. You know who wouldn't like this show. Immediately you know. Like, And if you don't, then you don't know your friends and you exactly. need to reevaluate your relationship with totally. those people. Totally um, right. That's yes, and point. I would agree with that. I would never show that to someone. I would show this to someone where I was like, "This is going to, <laughs> this is going to shock someone in a way that is pleasing. This is going to shock someone in a way that would be synonymous <laughs> with me, like tickling them." That is what it would be. Ooh, yeah. If they're it, into it, if yeah, they yeah, like yeah. That. it would be very much something where, like, if you are that close to someone, where you could like reach up and go, Goo! and like tickle them, and they'd be like, ah, "Stop it! Stop it!" And then, like, you guys would have like a good time. <laughs> like, oh god! If if you can have that kind of fun with somebody, then you can share ghost stories with them. If you, but if you think that someone's gonna look at you like Get off of me after you tickle them, don't share ghost stories. Don't. Yeah, because they're not ready for it. Ask consent first. Like, ask consent if they're <laughs> it really down for some is crazy about stuff. consent. And, you know, speaking of that, we've kind of violated that because I think our what we did to Natalie is a textbook example of what not to do with ghost stories. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. So, so dare I, you? <laughs> yes. We, we do owe you a, a big Brotaku's Anime Club apology. Natalie, we, Pax and I, Pax, I actually won't speak for you. I am so sorry that um, this was my brainchild. This episode was, was something that I brought up that I wanted to do. And when your name came up, I, I simply could not resist. Mm. Um, it was it was as though I, I had come across a gold mine, and I, I just had to excavate. I had to find out what would happen. And and I am so sorry that I opened Pandora's box on you. Um, and I'm so, I'm so sorry your old trusted friend did that to you. And uh, as your new friend, who uh, upon uh, meeting you and getting to talk with you, recognized that you were in fact down. I'll say, you're welcome. Welcome to Ghost Club. <laughs> welcome to Ghost Stories, baby. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so, Hal, I will never forgive you, Pax. Mm. It's all good. Good. Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks, good. bro. Yeah. So, Natalie, now that we've now that we've we've covered the apology, now that we've acknowledged the uh, your first experience with anime, have we tainted anime for you? Is mm. is it something that you will never touch again? No, no. Um, no, definitely I, no, not. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, no, maybe if I, um, if I were to text either of you and say, hey, is this anime good? Would love, uh, like, P.S. It's like ghost stories. Just like a footnote would oh, be. Oh, you want trigger warnings? Yeah, sure. Trigger warnings would be great. Or just a little footnote, just a little. By the way, okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. not. I know that this is not like I. I caught on pretty quick that this was not like the norm for anime. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to finish uh, 
Titans after a, a, a long break to decompress. Mm. I am um, sorry for telling you that all anime <laughs> were about toilets and anti-Semitism. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, that is that is something that yeah the yeah yeah toilets. Yeah. This show loved to talk about toilets too. Well, it, it's um, prime material. It's it's it yeah. It's you. You go to poop there. It's pretty funny. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, pretty so Natalie, I, I cannot wait until we have you on for our next episodes of uh, Rosario Vampire, the manga series of um, of uh, Berserk, the manga as well. We will be we will be discussing both of those as uh, those are are definitely something that won't require trigger warnings. They are uh, taking note of the chaos in your eyes. I'm gonna say you're joking. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, oh. But 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 that said, next time we have Natalie on, I do want to talk about something with like some beautiful like serious undertones because like Natalie's smart as hell, and we're Absolutely. wasting her talents on this show for like babies who've just had a brain aneurysm. Yes, like. yes, we did just hand beef jerky to like someone who who is used to eating at five star restaurants. <laughs> that is exactly what we did today. I love beef jerky. I'm not mad about and- it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I think that's a. I think that's a good note to end it on. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on to our show today. We we really love having you on. We love you, um, and we we've had such a blast recording with you today. And uh, we really can't wait to have you on for another one. We can't wait to watch more anime together. I can't wait for you to watch Absolutely. season two of JoJo's. Um, and you're going to have to keep us updated in your progress with all of that. Um, and for all of you listening and watching today, thank you so much for being here. If you liked what you heard slash saw, um, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or review us on your favorite podcasting app, whatever floats your boat. Uh, it really does make a difference, and every review counts. Uh, we'll be sure to give you a shout-out in the air. We'll be sure to send you some letters. We'll be sure to kiss you right on the mouth. Um, uh, After asking one. consent, because Brotaku's Anime consent. Club is big on consent. Unlike you nerds at IGN Anime Club, we're out for you. We're declaring war. <laughs> but speaking of war, a great war is brewing on YouTube. The battle for attention and views. Please find us on YouTube, Brotaku's Anime Club Podcast. Hit the bell. Give us a like. Leave a comment. We'll reply to you. We'll say thank you very much. Got to get <laughs> the plug in there. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'm Hal. I'm Pax. And we're the Brotakus. Natalie, again, thank you so much. And everyone, have a great night. Great night, y'all. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle.